Good evening and welcome to episode 22 of Two Minutes Channel and this is a celebration episode you could say because uh, for the first time in as far as I can remember we've got a complete roster and uh, it's time to party. Indeed it is, can't remember ever having a full roster especially uh, everyone going to be in it seems for, for the pre-season games which is another added bonus. I mean, I, I think pre-season is always pre-season, but you, you want to see uh, everyone there and how the team comes together, uh, given that you've paid the same money as you would a normal game, and uh, you've got that sort of pre-season excitement. So it's a positive change, among other things, at the club. Uh, and I guess this episode, we're just going to uh, touch on a number of things that we think are going to happen with the team and the league and so on and see where we get to. Just the usual uh, elite prospects, fan, general manager stuff where you've not seen any of these guys play but fuck it, you're judging them and you're doing Pete Russell's job for them so one of the good episodes I think, hopefully. I hope so, they're all good though, let's be honest. All good but maybe this is the best. I would say this is going to be up there. I'm feeling it. Um, So I think just first of all, what are your overall thoughts in terms of the team that we've got this year? Just generally. Just, I well, I mean in general it's uh, it's shaping up on paper to be a really strong looking team. Uh, as to be said. But Again, obviously, there's you can make the comparisons with last year's team, and I think we're. I'm not actually too sure. I can't actually remember how I was feeling about the team this time last year. Although, albeit we never had as many players in, but I was quite sort of content to give John Tripp time to to get the team that he wanted. Uh, obviously, as we know, it didn't work out, and it's been a new sort of spin on it this this season, I guess. Um, Obviously, Pete Russell coming in early and the team sort of getting to work earlier and getting all these guys in in time. So, um, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted with what we've got so far. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, I won't jump too far into what I think about individuals and stuff. Uh, we'll cover that a bit later. But uh, I like the avenue that it's taken a lot of returning players you could say um, but certainly guys that are familiar to the league um, we're going to need it because it looks like a lot of the other teams are kitted up so it's going to be a good season but uh, I'm feeling positive again I also don't remember what I thought this time last year it was so much more unknown <laughs> uh, and whether that took the pressure off or not I don't know I think we were maybe kind of we're going to give we're going to give John Tripp a bit of time because we'd Obviously, the season before, and the usual sort of story with the Finnery and sort of getting put out of the playoffs um, <coughs> at the early stages. So I, I felt like I was going to give him some time, and maybe because well, his appointment was maybe a bit later than we would have liked, but uh, I was maybe going to give him some time to sort of get the right team in. Yeah, I mean, you look if you look back at that now with hindsight, uh, it wasn't a great way to start. Just the late recruitment and coaching stuff. So, 
It's, uh, but you're always trying to be positive. It's just maybe not too much of a surprise how it ended up. Um, but still, you still expect a bit more, especially from some of those guys. So it is what it is. Um, and more positive, hopefully, this year. Um, I don't really remember having so much of a buzz about pre-season games, to be honest. Um, nah, I don't. So, so that's got me a good thing. Absolutely buzzing, buzzing for it. Right, okay, so let's just fire straight into uh, the team itself, the players, and basically the, the expected lines. We discussed earlier about putting putting the pieces of the jigsaw together uh, into what we thought would be the, the starting lines for pre-season or the season, whatever. Um, so obviously we've got keepers, six defencemen and uh, 12 forwards. The I was going to say starting with the goalies, I think wait, it's obvious who the, the first choice netminder is going to be uh, Joe Rumpel, so maybe not too much value in talking about that, but I think we just both said previously that it'll be good to see Gary Russell hopefully get more ice time through the season, and I expect he'll probably get some. Uh, over the next two weekends yeah I would certainly expect that in, in the pre-season uh, definitely I think we'll see Gary Russell at some point um, over both weekends I would say because obviously Pete Russell's one to <coughs> this is the this is the time for him to, to figure out the what lines work best and, and stuff like that or he, you know he could just listen to us and obviously we're giving some top quality insight here so that's what I think he does so uh, it's up to him to prove us wrong. Aye. <laughs> um, right, well, on you go then. I'll give you the floor for uh, the defence, first of all. Right. Let me know your thoughts and then I'll pipe in after a wee bit to either completely agree or just be totally different. <laughs> what, do you mean in terms of lines? So Yeah, yeah, let's go with lines first. Right, okay. So in terms of lines, in, in terms of pairing these guys up uh, together... I've gone, I had two different ones, I'll, I'll start with that, but I'll go with the one that I think's probably most likely. All right. So I'll say that Travis Earhart and Matt Stannis will be paired together, um, just purely on, like, for the, the kind of mobile side, side of it. Um, you know, both guys are fairly well-rounded in terms of... Uh, being able to defend and also that's a two-way kind of defence uh, players. So I think both of them, you could maybe say, could be in the same same mould as what Arsene and Fritsch were uh, together when we were paired together. Um, See, just while we're on that, I guess it would be remiss of us not to uh, just briefly talk about Earhart. Obviously, he was the last signing. Uh, of course, yeah. Um, we were just mentioning his name there without really <laughs> thinking about it, but that's that's the way we do it here. Uh, it was a name that had been rumoured, um, and I would certainly have been happy to for that to have come true, and and indeed it has. Uh, we know all of, all about his brother, but I'd say this guy's uh, the best of the two. Got some really good experience. Still fairly young, and from all accounts, looks like a pretty mobile guy, and put up the odd odd point for us as well. Yeah, 
No, definitely, I agree. Um, you know, we've said it often enough, but it's good to to get these guys in in their prime as opposed to in their sort of mid to late thirties uh, times. So from that from that aspect, it's good. Um, obviously, his series he is looking a lot better than than what his brothers is, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, we don't know yet, but it does look it does appear that he would be. Um, the better of the two uh, so that could be an interesting tie if both of them come up against each other yeah it's funny one thing I did did find funny uh, just because we spot funny things on this podcast is that for brothers the height difference is unbelievable because <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I always think of Dallas as this really tall lanky guy and he is 6 feet 4 but uh, where man Travis is only 5'11 Um which is kind of obviously average height, but maybe on the smaller side for a defenceman. Not that I think that'll disadvantage him. We've got some decent size at the back there, but um, it's just funny to to note yeah. that there's uh, such a difference between between the two of them. Yeah, definitely. And um, and Dallas is three years younger as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. So he is. Um. No. Uh, I mean. It is interesting to, to kind of see that, and obviously they, I mean they've, they've played for for some similar teams and in the past. Uh, obviously now both both in the elite league, so um, no, I could definitely be an interesting one. I think he's uh, Travis. This is obviously he's, he's he has been around, and you know he's 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 played in in leagues all over the world. Obviously coming f- to us from a uh, Chinese club. Heilongjiang yeah go with that I was actually pretty spot on quite proud of that well done I know you must have a pat in the back I'll give you a clap thanks very much hopefully we'll be doing that come the end of the season I know exactly plenty of that now now we've uh, actually discussed him yeah one final thought on him obviously it's fitting that he's uh, signed in Glasgow since his name's Travis (laughs) <laughs> actually as a wee aside I noticed on Friday uh, on Spotify it came up and now like you get the release radar yep um, so I went on that as I do every week and on there on Friday was a new song by Travis so I went right okay let's play that see what that's like turns out that it wasn't Travis it was just some some other some American guy so I R&B guy called Travis apparently it just it came up on actual Travis the band's page so I thought it was really weird it should unless unless Frank at least decided to go down a R&B route (laughs) it should have actually been a a easter egg signing announcement for clan fans that whoever Uh went on that track just heard the (laughs) heard the news exclusively read by Jerry or Pete Russell or whatever <laughs> um, that would have been good. I don't know. Right. Anyway, maybe, sorry. Maybe something for the future. Aye. Back to your. Um, so you you'd paired uh, Travis and Stannis. Obviously, aye. a great sounding pair there. <laughs> yeah, I think those two will, will fit well together, and obviously, kind of maybe going down the the Arson Fritch kind of route, where you know both guys are similar sort of size and. 
ability in their kind of two-way play. Um, I think that, well, we know that that can work well. Um, haven't seen that, so um, hopefully they'll be more of the same with, with those two together. The other four, um, I've got Gutwald paired up with uh, Tyson Wilson. And I think that was, that was purely on the basis that Fitzy played with Sully when he was here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking that those two would possibly be paired up again, but <clears throat> don't really know. Um, may have somebody with a bit more uh, pace back with, with Fitzy, but I'm not sure. Although Sully does read the game quite well, so maybe stick with Zach's together. Yeah. Do you want to know my thoughts? Absolutely. Uh, well, the first first thing I wrote down were, were those exact same three pairs. Yeah, uh, No, it's true. So we're on the same wavelength there. Um, I had Earhart and Stannis as your top pair. Mm-hmm. I reckon that Wilson and Goodwald will be a kind of shutdown pair. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty steady. Both, yep. both quite big guys. Uh, and then, yeah, as you said, Sully and Fitzy haven't played together before. I reckon there's a possible, I had a, kind of another option for that, and that was just switching Stannis and Gutwald about. So I had just the thought that because maybe Stannis and Earhart aren't the two biggest guys, uh, maybe introducing that switch just to give a bit more of a mix. Um, Wilson playing with Stannis who's a bit more of a skill guy and then the same with Erhart and Gutwald yeah no definitely I, I can see that as well yeah but it, it's probably initially hard to say that Sully and Fitzy will be split up but then Pete Russell's coming in not not wanting to create the same team that played together years ago you know but again he'll know that, that they played together so uh, I don't think you can really uh, overlook a season worth of kind of chemistry between two guys, albeit Fitzy had hundreds of games worth of suspensions. Uh, <laughs> but they did, yeah, they did play together. So I think the, the other, well, a couple of things um, that I would say is that that season when Fitzy and Sully played together was probably Sully's best season for us. So for, for that reason alone, I think um, probably Fitzy gets gets the best out of him, and I think maybe from from Pete Russell's point of view as well, he's maybe looking to uh, to Fitzy to to sort of give Sully a bit of, a bit of guidance at the back as well, and that that would help obviously with the with the GB setup as well. So I think that's maybe you know that that could be a reason for that um, that pairing to to come about. Yes. Yeah. Basically. I don't think there's anything to disagree with in that. Uh, but it just means that when the first game comes, it'll be completely not that. No, of course not. <laughs> I, I actually had, just when we talked about some strengths, I, I had said that I thought the defence looked more physical this year and just generally kind of stronger and more solid than last year. So I'm kind of relatively comfortable thinking that uh, will be a bit tighter at the back there. Um, obviously last year you had flair of Burke and stuff like that, but uh, I'm hoping that the forwards are going to going to give us that. Just with the D chipping in 
when needed. I'd rather I'd rather be conceding less, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, although obviously scoring was a was a big issue for us last year as well. But I think that's I think that'll be right to find as well. One one other point about the about the D as a whole is that you know something that we spoke about previously was probably the need for another another right shot guy in the back and we've got five we've got five uh, left shot players and Sully being the only right shot one yeah so two of them um, are playing on their off wing yeah yeah I don't think it'll be a, it's not going to be a major issue but it's just something you look at when you're going through uh, the roster at this point yeah of course yeah um, I mean I'd imagine that all of those guys have experience of playing on both sides, given yeah. you know the the fact that just simply left left handed shots are more common, because uh, there's more right handers whatever. But I think we'll we'll just say that that's not going to be a problem until everything starts to go wrong, and then <laughs> Pete Russell gets gets the sack for having five left shot defensemen. But they're in until the end of the season. <laughs> Back in back in fourteen fifteen, you had when we think about that that team, you had Sully uh, Fritch was right handed as well, wasn't he? I think was he? Maybe not. I'll do a quick search for you. Uh, so yeah, Sully played with certainly Chris Frank was right handed, a right shot. I'm sure. So there was a bit more balance there, but it's not something that I'm. I'm worried about just going back. You'd, in fact, now nah, Chris Frank wasn't even a right shot. Kavanagh and Sully were the only two right shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fritch was left shot. Yeah, <coughs> Fritch, Frank, Fitzy, <laughs> and Jeff Smith were all left shots. So, Fritch, do you remember the, the announcer that night and Fritch scored? <laughs> I do. That was one of my. He nearly broke his vocal. <laughs> His vocal cords trying to get up that high. Jamie French. Yeah, I might need to go back on YouTube to get that again. Actually. Yeah. That was brilliant, but yeah. So, I reckon that's that's looking pretty solid. Probably Stannis and Earhart being your your top two guys, uh, from a from a points view viewpoint. Only speculating there, but uh, we'll see. But when it comes to perhaps more information, when it comes to the power play pr- line predictions that we will come to in a minute, but we'll we'll fire through the forwards first. Yeah. Of which um, we have twelve. Aye. No, and you go. I was I was going to say you you could have it. The first stab at the forwards. All right. Uh, this is obviously a tough one, because it. Yeah. Uh, one thing I thought is that I didn't want to really front load it with points. Um, yeah. That's something that I'd noticed. And you want to keep some points in the third and fourth line. Well, third especially. And then one of the other things is uh, do we have maybe a slight lack of physicality, but I'm not really that worried about it. But we'll come on to that. So I had, for the first line, I think, Attempt number one, you've got to keep Pitt and Becker together. So I had 
Connolly centre in that line. I'm going all in. Becker on the right wing, Pitt on the left wing. Just because I know he, he was quite productive uh, as a winger, Pitt. And we've got about 10,000 centres, so I'm moving him to Pitt to left wing. Becker on the right, Connolly centre. On the second line at the moment, I've got Hewis centre in that line. And I've gone with Gratton on the right wing. This, yeah, this could be controversial, but this is what it's all about. Yeah. I've gone with Gratton on the right wing and Rasmus Bierum on the left. Yeah. My thought behind that, but obviously the, the first line there, I thought, right, just points, points, points. Mm. You know that Becca and Pitt play well together. Um, and Connolly's a kind of proven scorer. And he's got a wee bit of grit about him, so I always want to make a line and think, is there, can this line get messed around sort of thing? I, I guess with Hammond, Pitt and Becker, that's, that was a relatively lightweight trio, you might say, but they were just something else, I think, so. I've gone with Connolly in there just to add a wee bit of, wee bit of grit. Uh, and that's the same reason I've probably put Gratton on the second line. Just because yeah. I think Bierum and Helis are two sort of skilled guys. And maybe Gratton can get in about it a wee bit um, and create some space for those guys. So I've gone with him there. Then the third line and the fourth line is where it starts to get a bit more of a grey area. Yeah. I've gone with Peacock centre in that line because okay. I think he was better when he was moved into the centre I think he's more effective uh, and gets lost a wee bit more in the wings uh, and I've put Tansky and Hansen on that line yep. a wee bit of energy there from Tansky I reckon he's kind of interchangeable and then Hansen giving a ho- hopefully a bit more of a chance than uh, to show what he's made of than he did at Manchester, but I've got a, a bit of a good feeling about him, so I'm, I'm putting him in the third line, and that leaves uh, a fourth line of Haywood centering Musil and Howlett. Just because those two guys are quite inexperienced, uh, and Haywood's fairly reliable in the centre, but I was going to give away a spoiler there, I won't. That that was my four. I initially also had the thought of Tansky centering the fourth line with Musil and Howlett and Haywood going up with Peacock and Hansen. But I've gone back to the original of Tansky, Peacock, Hansen and Haywood, Musil and Howlett. Okay. So those are mine at the moment. Subject to change, obviously. Yeah, well... I'm going to say that uh, the final forward line that I came up with earlier on, both the first and second lines are like, identical. Okay. Again, yeah, so I've gone top heavy on that top line with Becker, Pitt and, and Conley centre. And line two, Hewlett centre, uh, Gratton and Bairn on the wings. I just feel that you get, you're getting a bit of everything on that second line. You've got... Um, Obviously, Helis is, I would say, a, a decent sort of all-round kind of guy. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, can put up, can put up the numbers as well. 
Grattan's obviously the the big body guy. Put a bit of beef up on that line, and uh, Bierum's, um a really skilled guy. So I think they would all work well together. Hopefully, you're getting a bit of everything. There. Um, obviously, the first line speaks for itself. It's just, I mean, points points galore, really. Yeah. But where it where it kind of differs is uh, on the third and fourth line. Uh, I look so forward to hearing it. <laughs> As you say, it's a bit of a grey area that. Yeah, that that was my thing. Where I'd done the first two, and then I thought there's a bit of like my fourth line's a a lack of experience. Uh, yeah. And then I'm slightly worried about the points from the third and fourth line, as I've said. But yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, no, um, no, definitely I agree. It's uh, for me on on the third line. I think initially I'd put Peacock centering Musil and Hansen, but I changed that to Tansky centering uh, Peacock and Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking water there, but then I laughed just because it's just different. And that's why it's great. So I was doing this. That's why everybody tunes in. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, in the end, I went for for Tansky Centre and Peacock Hayward. Right. Um, don't. I don't love it, but I would. I would obviously. I would. I would rather Peacock was playing through the middle, but just whether that will happen or not, I don't think he's not a fourth line guy. So I don't think I would move him down any further. So I, I don't think I would play him. It's a fourth line centre because uh, I mean you're not really getting kind of points production out of that um, and I think I think Peacock can put up the points um, it just needs to be the right the right line and I think that's been the problem so far since he's been here is that I've not really found that you know the, the right kind of guys to go with him so I don't know maybe this time I think Tansky gives you a lot of energy chasing down the puck and sort of behind the boards kind of guy and I was kind of hoping that maybe Peacock would thrive off that and sort of make space coming in out of the wing um, and and Haywood likewise for that so maybe see a bit more point production out of both of them given the kind of the kind of centre that, that Tansky appears to be so that's what I've gone with third line and then fourth line I've got Musil centre and Hansen and Howlett <coughs> And again, that's just a sort of trying to find a bit of everything in that in that line. You've got Howlett and Hansen, they're kind of skilled guys, fast kind of wingers. Musil don't really know a lot about, don't know a lot about most of these guys, to be fair. But <laughs> at least you've seen the likes of Hansen. And yeah. So you know, you know kind of what you're expecting there. But obviously, we've seen seen the like videos of, of how it and how well he can skate and stuff so perhaps Musil's the kind of guy that um, would just slot in the centre and maybe be used as a as a kind of two way type. I'm not really too sure. It's all it's all a bit of a grey area at that point. Yeah, no it is. I think probably one of the things is that you, you could probably interchange quite a few of those guys and almost make it two second lines. Yeah. Uh, rather than thinking about it in that sort of tiered way. There's there's not anything ruling out doing something kind of mad 
and like you said, trying to get the best out of Peacock, for example, and maybe yeah. even shoving him up with Beck and Pitt. That's a bit out there, but you never know. Or even, or even on the second line. So, because uh, you know, you know that with the right, the right mix, he can he can certainly produce. But as you said, just not found it. Yeah. But I think that the top six that we've both gone for are strong. I think as well, Helis gives you a bit of. He's a kind of annoying player, so that that second line could be quite effective, as you've said. Uh, yeah. It's just how the, the third and fourth are, are made up. Yeah, I think initially when I was doing them, I had Helis uh, on the top line with Becca and Pitt, so Pitt playing as a, as a centre on that top line, and then I had Bierum, Connolly and Grattan on the second line. Right. So I, I think that can be interchangeable as well. Um, obviously, we know what, what kind of player Connolly is. Um, so maybe if you're looking to spread the spread the scoring out, maybe over two lines, you might want to go down that route. Or I don't know, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, just looking at the at the team there, I just thought I don't know if you saw that picture of them at Tony Macaroni's. <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> The the only ones I think I reckon who were maybe missing were Erhart obviously because he I don't even think the deal had properly gone through. I also didn't see Becca there. No. So hopefully, hopefully he's in for the weekend. Um, didn't you, see uh, didn't see Gratton there yeah. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, that's true. And Fitzy was Fitzy was at the the OSC night so. Yeah. No, I mean. The fact is, the the team's there, the the team's signed, so it's just hopefully get a few of those guys in for the weekend. But if not, at least you know you're not scrambling about to bring guys in October and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it it'll certainly disrupt the preparations, but we'll see. Moving on then to, I guess, the special teams lines that I thought would be quite interesting to do. Yeah. Uh, I had made two power play units and two penalty kill uh, units. The the power play is always always a difficult one because it totally defa- depends on the coach. I can't remember what Milton Keynes did last year, but some coaches go with, you know, one defenseman, four forwards. Some some will stick with a two and three. But for for my first power play line I had uh, Stannis, Pitt, Connolly, Bierum and Helis. Yeah, I like that. And then for my second one, I had uh, Earhart, Becca, a bit of size for in front of the net with Grattan, Gutwald, question mark, and then Peacock. So the second one's a bit more up in the air, but I thought you quite often like somebody with it, with a... Uh, a bit of height or whatever in there. Uh, you know Gutwald's got some skill uh, and then granting to kind of screen the keeper, that sort of thing. But my my, my first power play line is more of a, a goal-scoring line. Uh, but obviously that, that might be, make it completely mixed up. Did you have anything similar to that? Kind of. Uh, I would tend to always go with two defensemen just from the point that if the puck comes out of the zone then 
are you know are, are they going to get back? <laughs> but that's you know it's it's kind of always been a not always but it's been the case in, in recent years where you found that it's been really I don't know so laboured. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I seem to remember Doty at points last season's the one that's having to set a heel turn and and try and chase the puck back, and it's just just not happening at all. So I think from from that kind of standpoint, I would stick with the sort of top team in. So I've got Earhart and Stannis. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like they'll be good from the point as well. You can maybe throw Tyson Wilson in. Uh, into the mixer as well. Yeah, good shot. I think. Good shot. Yeah, someday we a shot from from the point. That would be, uh, that would be good. As far as your forwards go, yeah, probably I would say Bierum would be in there. You could possibly you could have Conley, and either Becker or Pitt. Um, just you know for that sort of annoying guy to have in front of the <laughs> in front of the net mind that. And I think Conley could could do that. You could maybe have, uh, as you say, you could have Gratton in there. Or you could maybe you can maybe have Tansky as well, actually. Yeah. Um, as that as that sort of threat in front of the netminder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A- any, I mean, you could have any pick of Becca, Bierum, maybe even Hansen to an extent. Helis and Pitt as you're kind of your sort of wingmen. Yeah. In that scenario. And maybe Peacock as well, actually, you mentioned Peacock, so... Yeah, he got yeah. a wee bit of time last year on it. Yeah. yeah. Just guys with a bit of an eye for goal. Yeah, exactly, that's that's what you're, that's what you're looking for, really, when, when you're on the power play. Um, as we know, it's not... Season's gone past, not being great overall. So, hopefully this time round it'll be, it'll be a lot better. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one, the power play. I just... Obviously, we've you're you're going with the two defensemen. I always think that okay, we have conceded a, a few shorthanded goals in the past, but if you give the guys the right responsibility and, and the system set up properly, then you should have cover from the likes of Pitt and Conley, for example. Uh, but yeah, it just depends. I I'm more for thinking about going for that goal rather than having one eye on what could happen in the breakaway. Again, it depends on your opponent because mm. some teams are quite aggressive on the penalty kill, some aren't, so... Yeah, yeah. I, guess it, I guess it depends as well if you're, if you're chasing the game or not. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so that would obviously come into it, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I can see that. I can I can get behind that. If you're, if you're looking to kind of stamp your authority on the power play, then why not go with four, four forwards? On the... On the penalty kill then, again, I, I had two, two lines again, but if you you want to go with yours first um, and then see see what we've, what we've got. Yeah, sure. Um, penalty kill, you'd probably look at maybe Gutwald and Sully as your D-men maybe. You can maybe have Fitzy, not too sure, this is a bit more tricky thing for me. Fitzy and maybe Wilson as your sad your sad demon. Could maybe even go three depending on if you're you're trying to see the game out or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think you need that sort of breakaway threat as well. And I think for that you'd need sort of speed 
going forward, I think maybe Tansky would be good on the penalty kill. I think he'd put put himself about. So maybe have Tansky and Helis on the penalty kill, perhaps. Maybe Conley as well. Just somebody with a bit, somebody with a bit of sort of pace and, and determination to sort of track the puck down and sort of put themselves on the line. And I think those guys would be uh, the front of the queue to do that. Yep. What about yourself? What did you? I did had you Wilson and Gutwald as my okay. two defensemen. Just uh, a bit of size. Again, I like size, but um, both fairly good good on their feet, I think, as well. Then I had Tansky, like you. I also had Pitt. Yep. Just because I, I quite like just what he brings in terms of uh, on the defensive side and getting in people's faces and the short-handed threat. Although he might he might not not be your number one penalty kill guy, but I just quite like what he's he's got from that point of view. Obviously, everything about him I like, but <laughs> he's he's playing in goals as well. Then I also had Hansen or Gratton on that line, right. just depending on the situation. Gratton probably slightly more defensive minded, and a, again a physical guy to just get in people's faces and clear the crease and things like that. So that meant Sully and Fitzy went to the second unit with Haywood, who is a kind of renowned penalty killer at the club. Uh, And then a choice of, depending on who's in the other one, Gutwald, Gratton, Hansen, or even, I also thought Musil, just because he's a bit bigger again, Maybe yeah. not going to be one of your top, top forwards, so could potentially do a job there. Sort of Barry McKenzie-esque, where you don't, yeah. you don't make somebody a penalty killer, but uh, no. sort of develop somebody in that role. Because um, McKenzie did it quite well. I think our penalty kill was all right last year, to be honest. Uh, yeah. As far as I yeah, remember. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, like for the most part, I think over the last few years it's been pretty solid yeah um, even the power play the, the kind of movement and possession was better last year but just yeah. in general the lack of goals was, was a thing so um, those are always interesting to see when, when they first come out a lot of the time in, in the friendly games you get kind of maybe more penalties than usual because guys are getting used to the refereeing and stuff so some yeah. ways you want to test them out in some ways you want a 5 on 5 game I saw in the the Sheffield against Lexans friendly on Sunday. They were just an incredible amount of penalties. Uh, Sheffield had four guys in the box at one point. So yeah, I saw um, that. I saw the I saw the highlights from the Saturday night game. Sheffield Sheffield won three two. Um, looked <coughs> looked pretty good yeah. uh, going forward. But obviously, so I think that's is that Ben O'Connor's. Yeah, as yeah, he scored a couple on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think they so, were they got a a bollocking probably and had the, the extra couple of weeks preparation in the end. Uh, yeah, were comfortable on Sunday, but I guess as we interject, uh, Cardiff and Nottingham was the only other game at the weekend, and uh, they drew I think it was five each on Saturday, and then Nottingham uh, won in Cardiff on the Sunday, so. 
Um, nothing really to read into it, but it's just good to get the games. Games going good again, to, to be honest. Aye, good, good to have the games back. Obviously, that was for the Aladdin Cup as well, so... Yeah, clan's favourite trophy. Big, <laughs> big motivation there. Yeah. I did see... Well, we're going to come on to the pre-season friendlies in a minute, so I'll save it for that, but... Um, the other the other thought I had was your um, your one to watch from this year from the clan team. Um, did you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I think in interviews with Fitzy, I think he singled out Scott Tansky to be. I think he seemed to really like the look at him. So uh, <laughs> depends what you're kind of looking for, I guess. But um, I think we we kind of like similar players. They kind of. Guy like really skilled guys, um, they can you know get get in front of the net and sort of get the puck away kind of thing. So um, obviously there's uh, Brendan Cornley, we know what he can do. Um, but in terms of the one that I would pick to watch would be Rasmus Bjorn. I just think he looks like the kind of guy. I, I mean, it's difficult. That is that is difficult. This, but you're going in here blind, but. Um, no, I think um, Bierum has the potential to. So it depends if he can if he can settle in or not. Because obviously this is his first time away from uh, Denmark, so that could be an issue. Um, I guess he, you know, he is this really kind of skilled guy. So I'm hoping that he'll be able to bring that night in, night out, and hopefully he'll, he'll do a job for us. I think he'll be uh, if he can get to his full potential. I think he could be uh, one to watch in our in our team this year. Well, excitingly for the, the listeners, I had the exact same name. <laughs> <laughs> I also, yeah, for the, the same reasons, you always get this impression of what somebody's going to be like. Yeah. I would like him to be a kind of, kind of like Hammond, even Vinny Scarcella as well that was in the league a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. He might not reach that level, but somebody who can kind of thread a needle. Um, a really skillful guy, and hopefully he's a somebody who's gone under the radar in terms of other team recruitment. And that's why I think he'll get he'll get a go at the the top or second line initially, because he's obviously a good player from a, a good team. So, yep, I think we've both kind of pinpointed the same guy there, uh, which is well, that's good. It just it just shows that we do kind of appreciate the same type of player, I guess. Yeah. Did you, I had sort of mentioned as I was going along my thoughts on general strengths and weaknesses, but did you have some more concrete things that you thought about about the team? In terms of weaknesses? And or strengths, yeah. Right, okay. I think in terms of strengths, I think we've, we've answered the, the question of getting someone in who can, who can put the puck in the back of the net. And I think we've answered that emphatically. The, the recruitment um, so that is a major upgrade for me in terms of forwards um, I'm just really excited actually just to see how how these guys all settle in and how well they, they play for each other don't remember the last time I was this excited about going into the going into a season so that's obviously that's good to see um, in terms of weaknesses I guess I, I guess a weakness would be if you had Becca, Conley and Pitt on that top line. Uh, you're kind of relying on Helis probably for secondary score. For all the, the talent that Bierum is, he's obviously he's not a 
he's not a goal scorer. Um, and neither's Grattan if you're gonna if you're gonna add both of them on the same line. So that could potentially be an issue, but that's maybe looking into it a bit too much. In terms of the defence, I guess you could say the only sort of downside for me is that you've got five guys that are left shot. Although I haven't said that, I think Belfast are in the same boat. I think they've got five guys that are left shot. And I think, is it Jim Vandermeer is the only right shot? Mm. So uh, I think from that point of view, I mean, if you're looking at sort of negatives to take away from the defence, that would probably be the only one. I think we've got a well-rounded uh, defensive unit this year. Um, not sure, again, about in terms of shots from the point, not too sure. What any of what any of the new guys that are coming in can do um, didn't really see enough of Stannis to be able to comment on whether he would be the, the kind of guy like that. I think Tyson Wilson's got a bit of a shot on him, but it just remains to be seen, I guess. But no, I think overall it's uh, definitely looking looking positive so far. Yeah, I reckon Stannis is going to be um, given a, a pretty big role in terms of the on the point and in the shot um, I recall him being used utilised like that for Manchester a fair bit so yeah I mean I, I'd obviously said some stuff as we went along um, maybe just the inexperience there of Howlett and, and Muzel and who he pairs them up with um, and yeah. then as we've said the, the point scoring depth but if he mixes the lines up completely, then you might have points spread across them. It's just yeah. it's just trying to work out what what's better. Are you better having like a prolific Becca Hammond pit line kind of thing, mm. uh, and the rest chipping in every so often, or a or a sort of line, a couple of lines that get you a few goals. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. No, definitely. I think the. The other question, actually, that I would I would like to ask you is, who do you think will be alternate captains for this year? Good question. Fitzy being obviously the captain, uh, I think any in the defence are going to be an alternate captain. Mm. Maybe Earhart, just because of his experience in other places. Stannis as well seems like a kind of more solid guy, but that's just completely pie in the sky stuff. Uh, forwards wise, I think you've got to look at Granton, Connolly I, potentially. Yeah, it's always a difficult question. I'm putting you on the spot there. How many have I to name? Three. Just the two. Two. Two alternate captains. Right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Earhart. I think it was two or three. I'll give you two. Right. I'm going to go for Earhart and Grattan or Connolly. I'll give you three. Earhart, Grattan and Connolly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's fair enough. I think I would tend to agree uh, for the most part. I can't remember if any of the return guys have been one in the past. I'm not sure. I'm just looking bad. I don't think I don't think Pitt did, I was wondering if Becca did. Nah, I don't no, think so, I just he was there for one year. Don't know, I might, a kind of left field shout, it might be Peacock uh, or Tansky, but uh, just mm. depends. I mean, they obviously have some influence, but for me, really, it's the 
it's the captain that's that's the main guy. Um, yeah. But you're. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're one. I think. The, I think there will be one defenseman and one forward. I would say. Again, I would say possibly Earhart or maybe Stannis. I would. I would agree with that. One of those two guys. Um, I just think I think Brendan Quinley is just a, a stick on for me. Um, Experienced. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, just won't take any shite. That kind of guy, I think we kind of need somebody like that up top. You know, he's not going to let players rest on their laurels kind of thing. So, no, I think he will be one, definitely. Yeah. All right. Moving on then to the, the friendlies this week, and then we'll maybe chat briefly about league expectations or just season expectations as a whole but um, yeah. obviously exciting friendlies coming up how do you see them going in general for me it's not really about it's not about winning them it's just about actually seeing the team perform well because it's been a long time since we've actually seen that so like for me I'm looking for good organisation and a bit of flair up top I think that's that's the main sort of factor for me in terms of how they'll go. I think we'll give, I think we'll give both both the German teams a game. There's no doubt. I think, if I'm being honest, probably not win on the Saturday against Fishtown, but I would definitely in a shout uh, on the Sunday night. I had, yeah, I I think we'll we'll lose probably fairly heavily to Fishtown. Um, just because it's our first game I, I don't know, I've just got a feeling but uh, it'll be good to see them and yeah, I think we'll then compete with Dresdner potentially beat them the other two teams are also good, to be honest, when you look at them um, yeah. some quality players in there so I'd like to think that we'll compete again in that whether we'll get any wins not sure, but uh, they're playing I believe with Nottingham as well, there's a sort of the way the fixtures work. I think we play Fishtown the Saturday, Nottingham play them the Sunday. Right. Uh, and then Nottingham are playing Dresdner on Saturday night, and then they'll travel down to play us on Sunday. So, again, that'll probably work to our advantage being home and home. So, we'll see what happens there. I think, yeah, I think the DEL team will just be a bit too strong. But we've we've beaten beaten teams in the past, uh, your Ingle stats and whatnot. Uh, although that was a bit further along in the process, and it depends how many players we've actually we've got in the lineup. So, um, excited for it. I think, I think we'll definitely put up a good showing, because um, a lot of the guys in the team sort of know what know what it means and stuff, which is a, a big advantage. Didn't really say, but you know, Fitzy and stuff coming back. Um, kind of get it in terms of the fan relationship with the team and, and the city and stuff so I'm thinking there'll be no, no lack of fight and stuff um, maybe literally but all positive yeah no definitely I agree uh, I think recruitment as well uh, Pete Russell's done well in, in getting guys that are winners uh, in terms of you know, guys that are coming from the East Coast League 
they had they've won the league in a few other different leagues throughout Europe and stuff. Uh, I think it's important to get guys like that in by sort of winning mentality. So they kind of help us through the playoffs. Hopefully, when if we're there at the end of the season, just I'll just mention this to now. While we're doing this, while we're talking about this, um, sent a tweet out earlier on asking people uh, what their thoughts were on just uh, the clan in general, how they think the season's going to go on and whatnot. Um, so we've got a few responses in now, so we'll just quickly go through them. Yep, I'm blind to them at the moment. I hadn't, hadn't seen them, so that's good. That means you'll be getting yeah. honest replies. Definitely. Um, so... Grey Moore on Twitter says uh, hopefully the new roster can put a bit of fight and get us to the playoffs and hopefully the playoff weekend so I think that's kind of what I was trying to get at you know we've got we've got guys in now that um, are proven winners and hopefully they'll be able to get us past that sort of first uh, playoff game and get us to that uh, final weekend yeah that that is the ultimate hurdle and has been for years since your Ed McGrain's and Joel Champagne's got us there. You know, just almost a, a kind of mental block thing. So hopefully Peter Russell coming in can get us over that. Um, I suppose that, that ties in with just the league in general. And if, if we do get there, I think that'd be quite a good effort. I thought that um, I'd noted down that certainly the conference itself, obviously that's now not got any bearing on playoff seeding, which... Which is good, but I, th- I think the conference itself has to be a target. But you're looking at a strong, very strong five by the looks of it. Potentially yeah. even stronger than last year, um, and then maybe even Dundee the same. So those games are going to be tough, uh, but then tough for any team that plays them because we're all playing the same number of times. So yeah, well, that's it. There's no you look through the rosters of every team now, and there's not. There's not an easy, there's not an easy team. Uh, you know, teams are going to have to be at the top of their game. Uh, so game in, game out now. So, um, and that can that's only good for for the league as a whole. Uh, just remains to be seen. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, whether we can we can do that or not. Um, just moving on then. Uh, Optimus Kane left us a couple of couple of comments uh, just saying he's fairly optimistic um, pre-season games he's got a feeling that we'll win both of them at the weekend uh, and it's just again just a sort of question will the roster compete night in night out time will tell so um, yeah again that's that's obviously what, what we're going on as well it's just whether they will be able to compete every every game but I'm, I'm confident just now, I'll say that I'm confident. Just now that uh, we will have a team that will per- that will perform uh, every game. Yeah, I mean it's the word compete is obviously quite an important one. I think um, that's one of the things that's been missing for me. It's kind of cliched, obviously, but um, if you've got the the team turning up and obviously competing and giving everything, sometimes it just you don't play well and it happens but if you see the, the you see the effort and stuff that's what I think has been missing for a wee while and that's what I think we'll get with this team 
uh, just because you've got that experience of winning and the league and what, what the club means and stuff. So I'm positive from that point of view. Being realistic, you're looking at probably fifth being a very good season, I would say. Behind the, the big four of Belfast, Sheffield, Cardiff and Nottingham. I think we'd do well to finish there, given you've got uh, teams like Guildford, who did so well last year and have kind of upgraded. And then we're always always battling with Coventry and stuff. So if we finished fifth, I think that would be a an excellent season, given the, the game parity now in the league. But it will be nice to look at the table every week and think that that's... That team is exactly where they should be placed. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think a top five finish as well. I would not even go as far as saying that we should be pushing for third, maybe fourth. Um, Oof. That's me being. I mean, being super optimistic. Uh, can you? Can you just devil's advocate? But can you see us finishing ahead of? One of Belfast, Sheffield, Cardiff, and Nottingham. Yeah, I can I can see us finishing ahead of either Nottingham or Belfast. Right. Okay. That's good. That's, just, it's nice and positive. Actually, maybe even maybe even Sheffield. I think I think Nottingham will be better this year. Um. So scratch that comment. I think Nottingham will be challenging. Actually, will be challenging this year. I know I said that last year, but uh, obviously a new regime in there, so. Uh, I think I think they'll do well. I think a top four is what we should be, what we should be aiming for. Um, I don't see any reason why we can. So just finally, then just the last uh, comment got is uh, how do you think the no assistant coach plan will will play out over the season? What are you if you go first on that one then? Don't really have an answer to be honest. I think it's I think it's it's good. I think it's good to have someone there that they can sort of concentrate on one aspect of the game while the coach is concentrating on the other aspect. I think it can be difficult at times uh, to sort of watch defence and and forwards at the same time. And I think obviously that's what Richard Tartman was there to do. Obviously um, last season he was sort of mainly focusing on the on the defence to kind of steady that ship. Um, I think he, he did... Do it. So I did do it to an extent. Um, the main issue was obviously clearing the zone. I think that was you know, among others. Yeah, among others, among others. But you know that's obviously defending's a major part of that as well. But um, that was that was sort of a, a major sort of a major grudge that we that we had, um, and. Guessing we weren't the only ones, uh, and that. So I, I think maybe from that aspect, it's maybe good to see or to get another pair of eyes on it. But not sure. I've got I've got faith in, in Pete Russell just now. I think um, it's been so far so good. So I don't see a need for it at the moment. But um, obviously, it's up to him and it's up to uh, the rest of the clan um, further down the line if that is a position that needs filled. Yeah, I mean, I would, my answer to that would be to kind of look at the situation at Sheffield, what's happening there. Last two years they had uh, Jerry Anderson, who was on the bench with Paul Thompson full-time. And this year they've gone down the route of, it's just 
Thompson on the bench, but uh, Mark Matheson has taken on a, an assistant coaching role. So he'll obviously defence from himself, so he'll be quite involved with kind of organising that when he's on the bench, obviously playing his number one role. And then there'll be a couple of guys on there who uh, can kind of help out when needed. Uh, so whether whether we'll get somebody in onto the bench to do that, but you look at maybe somebody like Fitzy, who's potentially thinking about moving into coaching, I don't know, just just an example. Um, yeah. Do they give him a, an assistant assistant role along with the captaincy and he sort of marshals the defence a bit um, it tends to be the coach will take take the forward so you can maybe see that or yeah or somebody else comes in maybe not not an official just a, an official assistant coach but someone who uh, helps out with different aspects of it maybe they do it but I'd, I'd it's not for me it's not a concern at all guys have played yeah all their careers they kind of know what's going on they maybe just need a, an experienced head in there to lighten the mood or even kind of keep keep the concentration but I don't think uh, we'll be at a disadvantage not having not having somebody I think Pete Russell had said that as well when he when he announced Fitzy as the captain he just said that he, you know he needed somebody that he could trust at the back so um, perhaps that was in his thinking and maybe he will at some point uh, go on to do that. Maybe if he stays for next next season. Um, <laughs> talk about next season already. <laughs> so who do you think will be coming back? <laughs> we'll save that for the <laughs> save that for the returnees podcast. For the what? The returnees podcast. Returnees podcast. Yeah, save it for then. Save it for the mid-season crisis podcast. Yeah, two games in. <laughs> the post-friendly, post-mortem. <laughs> no, so I, I would just like to say, like, thanks to to those that got in touch. Um, and obviously, if you've still got questions, you can you can send them in. We'll get round to them uh, next week or whenever. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Good to good to know people are contacting us and stuff. Um, some questions that, some quick fire questions that I thought of for you, or two, right. two or three, just to do with the team, where we're on it before we kind of round up. Okay. Who do you think uh, is going to be the top point scorer this year? Point scorer in general? Uh, Matt Becker. Alright. Uh, most goals? Brendan Conley. Most assists? Scott <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Okay. Uh, most penalty minutes? Uh, Josh Gratton. Alright. Fans' favourite? Brendan Conley. Interesting. Most likely to be released? Now that that's that's a quite a funny question, but when you think about the team in the past couple of years, very relevant. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Um, most likely to be at least maybe Grattan, if depending on if it's suspension related, possibly Grattan. 
aside from that, not sure. Actually, not sure. Not well. Thanks for thanks for taking the time <laughs> out to answer my questions. Same questions to you. Oh, same questions to me. Right. You okay. Can answer your own questions. Okay. So it's top. Let's try and remember them. Top point scorer. Scott yep. Pitt. Okay. Top goal scorer, Scott Pitt. Top assists, Matt Becker slash Liam Healis. Interesting. Penalty minutes, I think, was the next one. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be Josh Grattan. And fans' favourite, I'm going to go for Rasmus Bierum. Right, okay. See that? Or, I think that or, or Joel right. Rumpel. Yeah, okay. Yep. I feel quite I feel quite uh good about Rumpel actually. I know we'd said in that previous episode about him and we kinda of skipped over it, but I think I think he'll do well. Yeah. I definitely agree. He's won two EACHL uh titles, so he's obviously got something about him. Uh again obviously we kinda of skipped over the goaltenders but it's not really too much to discuss. Like Let's just bit. hope that the, the puck won't be skipping over them during the season. Oh, see what you did there. Yeah. No, that is obviously a given that he's going to be the number one. Uh, but yeah, it does, remains to be seen whether Gary Russell will be given more ice time. Um, I think if Rumpel's plays to his potential, I don't think Gary Russell will get more ice time. Mm. I think. I think he'll get more ice time than what he, what he did last season. Because like, last season he played, what, four games or something? Yep. Right. So I, I think you'll see more game time than that. Uh, just depends what the schedule's like. If there's a tough run of games or a consecutive run of games uh, in a row, then you might you might see Gary Russell getting the odd, the odd game here and there. Um, the odd plod. The odd plod, exactly. I think for the most part it'll be Rumpel it'll be and that's You had said there after I'd said Bierum would be fans favourite you said interesting Yeah the re- well so the reason I say that is because I feel like fans in general don't typically go for players like that True as a fans favourite I feel like mm, maybe Fitzy Josh Gratton maybe to an extent I think I think Brendan Connolly would be a big fan's favourite. Those type of players, uh, maybe even Tansky, just guys that can sort of put themselves about, and uh, you know that's kind of what Glaswegian fans like to see. I guess uh, is a bit of bite and a bit of fight. So a bit of bite, um, a bit of fight, bit of fight, and a good bit of shite. And we'll be all right. And that's episode twenty-two. Yeah, basically yes. The the I had one final question, and this is potentially the most important question. Out of the four preseason friendly games, mm-hmm. which one is Gary Russell going to make his annual clanging in? Oh, let's go with. I'll say Dresden. <laughs> I agree because I think Rumble will start on Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, watch out for it, folks. As long as it's only pre-season. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But exactly. obviously, 
obviously that one against Manitoba that was that was that was a terrible mistake mistake ah, I see we did that yeah double trouble here with the puns <laughs> that I mean that we've said it before but that was actually the worst thing I've seen in terms of anything that I've seen <laughs> on, a, on an ice rink <laughs> on an ice rink yeah. Did you never go to East Kilbride shopping centre? Ah, uh, yeah, I've I've seen seen a few you've guys. S- you've seen bear passes up there, then you did. Yeah. From I've seen I've seen bear skaters than Jeff Smith as well. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Always bring the big man up here. Poor Jeff Smith. I actually like Jeff Smith as well. I don't know why. He seems really like great. He seems like a great guy. It does, yeah. He just he just wasn't mobile, so. Yeah. Nothing personal, big man. Nah. If you're listening. Nah, exactly. All right, then I think that's probably a good place to round up. I think we covered quite a lot there. We did. And and maybe well next week we'll have the our thoughts on the first two preseason games, and then also uh, hopefully look at each of the the other elite league teams, and uh, go into them in a wee bit more detail if you're up for that. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be a good idea. And then we'll be the, the complete podcast. <laughs> and then we start start a fresh season with this brand new podcast, obviously. Started it at, at the start of the year, so um, again, just thanks to everybody that's listened so far and uh, keep spreading the word trips and we'll get a full season under our belts, hopefully. Exactly. Yep. Um, thanks for turning up and we will catch you next time indeed see you then